It is winning season at my bookie. Use promo code GATERS on a deposit of $50 or more, and you can receive up to $200 in cash instantly to your MyBookie account. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie. Gators Breakdown. Because there's never a dull moment in Gator Nation. The Gators Breakdown Podcast is ready to go. I am your host, David Waters. You can find me on social media at GatorDave underscore SEC and at Gators Breakdown, bringing you, hey, pretty special episode right here. Gator great quarterback Shane Matthews hops right here on Gators Breakdown along with running back Montreal Johnson, thanks to Florida Victoria. So big-time episode, two big guests right here on this episode of Gators Breakdown. Hit that like button. Subscribe to Gators Breakdown if you haven't done so yet, right here on YouTube or your favorite podcast platform. Hey, and look, check out GatorsBreakdown.com for the latest on Gators football transcripts. Hey, even a little bit of basketball news there. Podcast, hey, will be about football. GatorsBreakdown.com. We can expand it out just a little bit. Basketball season opening up. Some basketball stuff right there on GatorsBreakdown.com. And, of course, you can join Gators Breakdown Plus. You get all the extras like the ad-free episodes. I know that's the big one. You get Discord, Discord chat. Take part in those chats right there on Discord. Extra episodes, newsletter, Q&As, giveaways, all that good stuff. Link is in the description to join Gators Breakdown Plus. All right, here we are, joined by Gator great quarterback and Florida football radio analyst Shane Matthews. He joins us right here on Gators Breakdown. Hey, you can also catch Shane on his uh, own podcast, Pot Up with Matthews in the morning, right there every morning for you to check it out. Hey, Shane, thanks for joining us right here on Gators Breakdown. Anytime, David. Appreciate you having me. So first, I got to start start off the field for a second. JC stopped by. Harmonic Woods on Saturday, and I, I think had a grand old time. I sent you a pic from from the tailgate there, and, and uh, hey, look, you got a lot of fans at the tailgate. So on behalf of Harmonic Woods, I want to thank you for for hopping on here as well. But you stopped by last season, you got to take it in for a bit. But man, J- JC got the full fledged treatment there on Saturday. Yeah, JC doesn't have to go do pregame shows like <laughs> I do. I, I have to behave myself and can't stay long. But uh, yeah, he's a character, and I know he had a really good time with y'all. Yeah, yeah, it was good to see him there. Good to see him there. So, Shane, no, no need to rehash all that went wrong uh, against Arkansas, but we can bring up some of it in relation to consistent procedural issues, special teams, operational issues that we've seen far too many times this season. We'll get to offense in just a second, but do you do you see it? Maybe it just being too much on Billy Napier's plate of being head coach, recruiting analyst, offensive coordinator, game planner during the week. Is it is that some of what I, we're seeing some of those issues on Saturday. You know, David, I, I don't I don't see it that way because there's tons of coaches in football today that are the head coach they call the plays. You know, I've I've said I think people think that, you know, the special teams is just one guy. That's all he does. But it it's the entire 10 coaches on staff uh, with headsets. You know, your your punt returners, your kickoff returners are, are responsible uh, by your um, wide receiver coach. You know, your field goal protection team, the O line takes care of that. So it's a it's a collective effort. Effort. I I, I don't know what the issues are. It just blows my mind. Um, but it's not acceptable at this point. Yeah, yeah. That is something interesting. You bring it up there because. And there are also other, I mean, like Georgia, they don't have a dedicated special team coach on their staff either. You know, Scott Cochran is their special teams coordinator, 
or, or, you know, analysts, much like Couch is for Florida. So, you know, there's not necessarily, you know, there's some other programs out there don't have that dedicated guy on the sideline on game days. Right. And that's the thing is I think fans, A, they don't see one of the 10 coaches as a special teams guy. It's an analyst. Regardless of what his title or where he's listed, it's all the coaches are involved in special teams. I have never in my coaching days or all my playing years, every coach on the staff outside of usually the quarterback coach, unless your quarterbacks are your holders, everybody has responsibility in the special teams department. Okay, so – of course, I know you get it a lot. Hey, Billy Napier needs an offensive coordinator. Uh, I hear yeah. it. You hear it. We all hear it. First, I know you want to see the passing game opened up more, uh, but is this offense still doing some good things in your mind? There's just a few tweaks that may be needed for the next step. And, and I guess separate from the previous issue, you know, does Billy Napier need an offensive coordinator to get more out of his offense? Well, offense to me is not our issue. Yeah. Could it be more explosive? more consistent? Absolutely. I, I think one thing as fans, we can always criticize play calling. It's easy to do. Yeah. Um, my bigger concerns are other phases of the team, but you know, there, Billy got hired <clears throat> being a head coach and calling plays Louisiana. Um, just because you go hire somebody, I don't know who there is to hire quite honestly. Right. Uh, people are still going to complain whoever that guy is about his play calling. It's that simple. I mean, everybody complains about play calling. Um, my only concern from an offensive standpoint is play your most explosive players until they're exhausted. <laughs> um, you know, my if they ask me, which they're not going to ask me, um, who I would play, my starting lineup would be Ricky Pearsall, Eugene Wilson III, Arliss Boardingham, and either Mizell or uh, Andy Jean. Now, I don't know if they're hurt, but I'm just saying if everybody's healthy, those are my guys, and then we got the two running backs. We'll alternate them. But those are your best playmakers. Have them go play. Uh, my only biggest complaint, I guess, would be formationally, when we line up in three-by-one, that's one of the best formations to call plays out of because the, di the defense has to dictate kind of what they're going to do. And we have our single receiver one on one about eighty percent of the game, and we need to put Ricky Pearsall or Eugene Wilson in that spot and let them work. That that that's that's what what I see. That's what I would like to see uh, changed, or at least use that approach and attack with that guy at that single receiver position. Uh, but to answer your question about offensive coordinator, it's it's not up on my priority list right now. Uh, because I mean, we, we we're winning. I mean, like I said, you can question play calling. Doesn't matter if Coach Spurrier he hired Coach Spurrier tomorrow. People gonna question Coach Spurrier's play calling when it doesn't work. <laughs> when it works, nobody says a damn thing. Yeah, and, and I'm glad you brought that up about you know he was hired as a play calling head coach. So yes. my thing is, you don't change it just because you come to Florida. You had success doing that. That's what got. That's what brought you to the dance. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, and so you, I think you have to. There was a belief in you, what you've done previously. That's how you got the job at Florida. You just don't exactly. all of a sudden change it just because you now have a bit a bigger job, right? Yeah, I mean, and Billy, it's his 
it's his mentality, it's his philosophy. It's different than what I like. It's different than maybe what you like or or this fan over here. Um, it's hard to change people's philosophies. You know, it'd be like having Coach Spurrier put in the wishbone if he was calling plays or, you know, he's somewhat conservative and yeah. there's nothing wrong with that if everything's clicking. Uh, but I think we have tremendous skill guys on this football team. And that's why I was so excited this summer. Yeah. So, you know, you know just combining those two issues, I mean, if bringing in an OC fixes some of those other game day issues, then fine. So be it. I don't know if it will or not, but I guess yeah. if it's a, like maybe we, we, maybe we try and it cleans some of those things up. You know, maybe, maybe it does. Maybe it doesn't. Yeah. I, again, I go back to all the teams that I was, I've been a part of. I've been playing football since I was five years old. Yeah. Played till I was 36 years old. And then I've coached off and on different levels. Even if you're the offensive coordinator, your assistants are part of the plan. Right. Your assistants are part of organization on the sidelines. No different than defense. You are a defensive coordinator. You may be signaling in the calls, but every, the linebacker coach, the D-line coach, everybody is a part of that plan. And I just don't know what's going wrong. It, it, it just it blows my mind. Yeah, same here, same here. Shane, we'll move to this week just a little bit. I'm wrestling with this one. LSU coming up. We'll see what the status of, of Jaden Daniels is at quarterback for them. This offensive, uh, look, it can open up at times. Uh, I completely agree. But with this game here, and if Jaden Daniels is quarterback for LSU, do you do you try and slow the game down a bit? Or do you try and go play for play with them? Because that offense can be really explosive there with, with Daniels at quarterback. Maybe you catch a break with Nussmeyer uh, being being the quarterback this week. But you know, how much strategy game planning is there if Jaden Daniels is the quarterback? Do, do, do you try and go blow for blow with them, or do you try and slow the game down? Well, I don't think we can go blow for blow. It's just not in our DNA, I guess. Uh, yeah. You do have to slow it down somehow. You know, you want to methodically move the football, keep him on the sideline. I mean, he's on a historical pace this year doing what he's doing. Now, if you get Garrett Nussmeyer, who's a really good thrower of the football, uh, kind of a gunslinger, he'll he'll force a lot of throws, but has no running ability like Jaden Daniels. Right. That changes how you play the game. Um then you got to think of the mindset. How how's LSU going to approach this game? I mean, you know, back in the day, you wanted to win every football game. Guys are going to play. Now that they're out of the SEC race, guys may act like they're hurt, take time off. Hell, they may go in the portal. You just you never know how teams are going to respond now. So, I think you got to figure out if he's going to play or not, and then figure out your approach uh, offensively. Yeah, who knows how much coming off. You know the the Bama game as well. So much energy, I'm sure, is spent on that game as well. Yes. Uh, and so you you do catch somewhat of a break, but tough night game in Baton Rouge, of course. Shane, this late in the season, is there any hope for the defense? They've certainly struggled since SEC play has started. It's unfortunate to be asking this question this late in the season, but you know what can be done, especially given the schedule and the offenses coming up on the schedule. Uh, I mean, it, it's it's tough to watch. I mean, I, I mentioned on the broadcast the other night when when we uh, fell behind, but then with like three minutes to go, we got the ball and like three plays we scored on ETN's long run. I was like, dang, we scored way too fast, people. And then they go down and kick the field goal. So, um, you know, I thought defensively going into the season, I thought we were a little bit better in the front seven because mm-hmm. the last three or four years we have not been good. We haven't been SEC caliber in my opinion. 
I'm not sure if we're there yet either. I may have been fooled a little bit. I was too. Um, you know, I know people get upset on the back end when balls are complete, but if you can't pressure the quarterback and it turns into seven on seven when they drop back, it's hard to cover. Mm. Um, we're just not – we're not a big physical team either, Mm-mm. and we've run into some physicality the last couple of weeks, obviously at Georgia and then Arkansas, say what you want to say, with a, a head coach as an offensive lineman, line coach. He wants to be physical, and they ran it right down our throat. So uh, Missouri's a physical team. Um, LSU, not so much physicality. They're more finesse. So maybe we match up better with them. Uh, I think Gator fans need to hope Jaden Daniels doesn't play. <laughs> That's where I'm at with that one, too. Um, how much do we weigh in experience in, in your time in, in college and pro and in coaching high school level and different levels of how much do we weigh the inexperience that Florida is playing with? You know, especially on both sides of the ball, but lately on defense, and you had some new guys because some guys were injured this week on defense too. Is how much can you? I get best. I guess for a lack of better way of putting it, just attribute a to lack of experience being maybe the main issue there. Well, that there's that that is a true statement. But how many games have we played? Nine. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean. You know, they say after like five or six games in the NFL, you're no longer a rookie. Yeah. I mean, look, it's football. You know, we're not solving curing cancer here. It's football. You know your assignments. You know, Coach Spurrier always had a great quote. You, you play the way you're coached. And the key is know your assignments. If you're supposed to be in the A-gap, go in the A-gap. You know, in high school, you could do your own thing and make yeah. plays, but you can't do that at this level. You'll get gashed. So, uh you know, we've struggled tackling. You know, we, we do have a bunch of young guys over there. But at this point in the time, it's just, you know, after nine games, I don't really consider anybody as freshman anymore. Shane, a couple more thoughts from you. Is this team better than the, the team that took the field versus Utah? Uh, I do think so. I think this Gator team's better than last year's team. Okay. Uh, I was really high on this team when I watched a few practices in the summer. Again, I don't watch a lot of the big guys. I just knew we brought big guys in and we looked different in the line of scrimmages. But you can't tell until you play games. But skill-wise, offensively, I was like, my goodness. I thought Quezzy, I mean, uh, Mizell, Andy Jean, and Eugene Wilson, I was like, these three are as talented as three freshmen since Ike, Quezzy, and Reed Ale. Now, I'm not saying they're going to be on their level, but yeah. they have the potential. Um and on the way Graham Merch threw the football, I was like, this guy's going to surprise a lot of people. He's pretty good. He'd be playing for Steve Spurrier. He looks like one of his type of quarterbacks. So, I, and, and you, obviously, we had the two running backs come back. So, I was very excited. Um, to answer your question, I do think the team is better than you than we showed up in Utah. Uh, we were very conservative offensively at Utah, way yeah. too conservative. Um, before I ask you the, the last question, you brought up Graham Mertz. Um, where have you seen growth from the summer to now? And where would you see him like to get better these to, to, to finish out this season? Well, he, he's the guy that I thought he was going to be. Um, I think he's played outstanding. People complain about the wide receiver screen. Look, that, that, that's what's being called. Um, has he hit a lot of deep shots? Not as many, but you got you got to you got to throw six or seven deep balls. And if you hit two of them in a the game, that's pretty good. Uh, again, we don't have great uh, protection at times to throw it down the field. He is one tough dude, man. He takes a beating. The only critical thing that I would say is 
he's tried to hold the ball at times a little too long, or but he's just trying to make a play. Uh, you can say that about every quarterback, but I think his leadership is uh, phenomenal. Um, he's mature. He's accurate. He knows the game. I mean, he was extremely upset as I was uh, with the situation that ended the game the other day. Um, but I think he's played really, really well. All right, Shane, last one right here. Everyone's going to rightfully look at win-loss record. They're trying to get bowl eligible these next three games, and it's you know a very, very big challenge for Florida given the teams they got to play. But maybe besides win-loss record, what do we need to see the rest of the season? I just need to see the kids go compete. And I, and I think we are competing. It's not like we laid down. I mean, hell, we fell behind 14-0, as you saw, and I was like, good gracious, this is a terrible <laughs> start. But they battled back. Uh, I think – I think what people need to see and I want to see is uh, the operation, you know, the situational football. No, no. I mean, you, you should not lose a game like we lost the other day. Correct. I mean, I don't know how else to put it. Uh, it was extremely disappointing. And I don't hopefully won't see that uh, anything like that again. Yeah, that's where I'm at, too. I mean, it's, um, I, I'm glad you said, you know, you, you see this team better than they were last year. I agree. I think they are better than what we saw game one versus Utah. Has been progress, win-loss record. You know, that's ultimately what matters for, for a lot of people, not seeing it there totally. But uh, there is some growth, I think, this year. And hopefully, hopefully there's a there's an upset on the way for the Gators over one of these next three opponents. Yeah, I hope so, too. <laughs> All right. Shane, hey, man, thanks for joining us uh, right here on Gators Breakdown. De- definitely have you back on maybe at the end of the season. We can kind of have the same similar conversation where this Gator team is. Um, let everybody know, you know, p- pot up. In the morning time, where they can yeah, my, my my daily podcast is live in the mornings uh, from eight to nine. You can listen to it on Facebook, YouTube, all those different platforms out there. Uh, listen to it anytime, and uh, been going strong about three years now. And uh, I'm exhausted talking about the same thing over and over each week. So <laughs> hopefully, things start turning around here soon. Absolutely, absolutely. All right, Shane Matthews, right here on Gators Breakdown. Thank you, Shane. All right, David. Take care, bud. When your money's on the line, choose a trusted sports book that gives you the tools to win like my bookie. At my bookie, it doesn't matter if your team is up or down. You can easily cash out or bet the game live to come out on the winning side. Use my bookie for daily odds boost, same game parlays, and take advantage of huge prize pool contests. Plus, my bookie has a no-strings-attached cash bonus that lets you deposit and withdraw quick. Just use promo code GATORS on your first deposit and receive up to $200 in cash. Hey, not much longer to bet on football, so hey, everybody, jump in to my bookie One more time, that's promo code GATORS to claim your own cash bonus now. Try the MyBookie money bag to grab a potential Super Bowl front runner at long shot odds. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere at MyBookie. All right, here we are back on Gators Breakdown with Gators running back Montrell Johnson through Florida Victorious. Big thanks for them for setting this up. Montrell, man, how you doing? I'm doing great, man. I'm glad to be on the show. Yeah, yeah. Uh, excited to have you on. You and I have done some previous work with Florida Victorious. We'll get into that in just, uh, just a bit there, too. But, uh, of course, the last couple of weeks uh, haven't gone the Gators' way. What's kind of been the responding message uh, after the Georgia and Arkansas losses? Uh, I would say like the locker room is just basically just kind of honing in on, you know, just basically just trying to do our job. Uh, We know that we had two back-to-back, you know, really bad losses. And I I feel like that we're going into this this next week with a chip on our shoulder as we should for all the games. I feel like the the message going into the locker room is that, you know, a lot of these games has been on us. Uh, 
uh, it, it comes down to to one player not doing their job, and we just gotta you know hone in on the on their on those small details. And I feel like uh, the message I have been trying to get to the to the guys is that you know I feel like we have the talent to to take this thing you know all the way. All we gotta do is just clear up some some small things. I feel like you know we'll be on the road. But like like I said before, like it's, it's up to us, man. You know, like only the Gators beat the Gators. Like no one, no one ever beats us, and it shows out there. Uh, Montreal, three games left, of course, and, and there's still a chance to get bowl eligible. Uh, is that part of the message moving forward? And also, maybe a, a back against the wall mentality there. Uh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say exactly. I would just say that uh, just go out there and just win the games. Not not necessarily to be bowl eligible, just to. Just to go out there, you know, not to lose. Like no one, like no one likes to lose. You know what I'm saying? I, I wouldn't feel like that. That's the message going into this next week, or just going into the, the rest of the games. I feel like we just focus on, you know, just cleaning up the small details and just focusing on not trying to go out there and, and lose. That's that's basically it to it. There you go. I, I like I like that message. Just go out there and win a game anyway. It don't, it don't it don't matter the reason why. Just go win a game. Hey, Montreal. This one coming up, LSU. First, it's a rival. It's a big rival for Florida, anyway. But hey, man, for you, it's a it's a it's a return home a bit, and and for you and Trevor as well. But how personal is this game for you? Growing up in that state, being Louisiana, um, is is this one a little more personal for you? Uh, I guess you can say that. Uh, I'll say it's a little bit more personal because I feel like uh, out of high school, I should have been recruited by those guys. Uh, I kind of feel like I was, you know, under-recruited in high school from from all over, really. And I just feel like, you know, when games like this come, I, I feel like this is a great time for me to, you know, showcase my ability, showcase why you should have took me at the, at that time. And yeah. Uh, so there is a little little personal feeling toward LSU, I guess. You got you got you got a lot of family planning on being there. Yes, sir. A whole lot of family. <laughs> Did you? Uh... Would you? How how many would you say? Did you have to get some extra tickets, or did they have to find some extra tickets out there to to get in to get in that game? Uh, I would say around around probably twenty. Okay. Twenty, yeah, around twenty. I hear you. I hear you. So yeah, I, I'm looking for a, a big game from you Saturday night. Then I'm looking for one all the yes, time, sir. all the time anyway. But uh, I know you go have a little bit of chip on your shoulder with this one. So hey, let's get to uh, a little bit of Florida victorious, and then we'll get back to some football things. But hey, man, earlier this year, um, I saw you had a ribbon cutting for Habitat for Humanity earlier this year, and uh, there's other charities you worked on as well. Is is there a favorite one that you've been involved in through Florida victorious and in, in these charities that you've been doing out there? I said my favorite one was Habitat for Humanity. That's the one I uh, uh, I did the most. Uh, I think that you know I think that Florida Victoria is, is doing a great job helping us student athletes. You know, just build out platform and, and getting out there more. Uh, I never really realized like how much of an impact us student athletes have until you know I, I joined uh, Florida Victorious. and I kind of see it like when I was building a house, helping helping build a house for Shay. I kind of see like what, what, like what type of impact that we had and that we can really do good in this world other than football. And I'm glad that we, you know, are getting to experience that. Is there is like a, is there like a really detailed experience, or has anybody came up and told you how much they appreciate you guys being out there? Uh, I I remember Brian Builders. Uh, he came out there. He he told us that he really appreciate pre, appreciate us for coming out and you know helping out. And she herself came to a lot of the players and just just show her appreciation for helping out with the house and. You know, that, that really shows. 
All right, so you and I, back in the spring and summer, you know, we did this promo content for Florida Victorious, and you were a spokesperson for Florida Victorious. So I do have to ask you, if there was a dream NIL deal that you could be like a spokesperson for a company or something like that, what, what would your dream NIL deal be? For a spokesman person? Let me think. Uh, yeah, or, you know, you can model whatever they have, you know, if it's clothing or, or something like that. But, you know, if you could pick a company out there that, you, that Montreal Johnson would love to work, you know, in conjunction with and with, who, who would it be? Uh, I'll say, I'll say Gatorade. I can, I can definitely see that. And I feel like, you know, just growing up as a, as a sports fan, I've seen a lot of uh, players do Gatorade commercials, and I feel like that's, that's one I, I like doing. Well, now the next logical question is, what's the what's your what's the favorite favorite flavor of Gatorade? My my favorite flavor? Yeah, uh, I gotta go with blue. I got I'm gonna go with blue, but my my backup is orange. I feel like orange is underrated. Well, now I mean, it's only it's only natural that your favorite ones are orange and blue. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! So I, I guess when it comes to that. Um, do you get to have your favorite there a lot of the time, or is it just you kind of just stuck with whatever uh, the staff puts together? A lot of times, uh, I, I try to you know stick with things that can hydrate me, like the like the Gator Lights. Uh, what else? The Gator Lights, the Pedialyte, yeah, and water and stuff like that. Just things that that can hydrate me and get me ready for practice. But on my own time, yeah, I like to drink the the blue Gatorade or the orange one. Okay, okay, okay. Everybody, there you go. You get a little bit of Florida Victorious, NIL, all that good stuff. I mean, look, you can help Montreal. You can help all these other players out there, future Gators as well. You get 20% off your first month by joining Florida Victorious. The link is in the description. Use promo code GatorsBD. You get 20% off your first month. Helping these Gators through the athletes right here through Florida Victorious. And All right, let's get back to Montreal Johnson. And Hey, Montreal the duo of you and, and Trevor Etienne, you know, take us inside the relationship uh, a little bit. Do you guys hang outside? Do you hang out outside of football? What are film sessions like? Uh, well, you know, what's the relationship that maybe we don't get to see when you guys are on TV, if, you know, for three hours a day? I'll say our relationship is great, man. Uh, a lot of times we, we really don't get to hang out outside of football. Like, you know, we, we see each other all day, every day, you know, throughout the week. So, like, when we get to go home, we go home and we just chill, you know what I mean? But, like, in the film room, uh, we always we always on each other. Like, we always could, you know, just sit there and say what, what we could have did better in, in that situation. Uh, like, we always, like, talk to each other, like, on the field, like, in-game adjustments just to see, like, where, you, where his head was at, stuff like that. And I feel like that's a great thing to have between two backs and just two football players in general because, you know, communication is the, the key to, to winning games and making great plays. Yeah, I hope I get to ask him this question one day too, but I'll ask you right now. You know, when you're on the sideline, when you're taking a breather, or it's his time to get into the game. What's it like watching him put some, you know, put the string of play like this last week versus Arkansas, you know, to to get Florida that late touchdown drive? But what's it like on being on the sideline and watching him go out there and do his thing? It's, it's great. I feel like a I feel like a kid again, just just watching my, you know, my favorite running back go out there and play football. Every time he makes a play, I'm, I'm running down the sidelines, jumping up and down. It's, it's great to see him make plays. Good deal, good deal. So, Marshall, what do you think so far that you're doing well uh, th this season to, to, to help this offense? And what do you personally want to work on as you finish out these three games of the season? Uh, I see. I've, I've, what I've done well this season, just doing my job, uh, just 
to Peter just to go out there and pass block, run block for, for my for my teammates. Go out there and just, you know, get the tough yards, get the first down, you know, short yardage, uh, stuff like that. Uh, the things I feel like I can do better on, just just, uh, just running hard consistently. You know what I mean? Just being consistently throughout my game, uh, throughout the rest of the season, like you said. Uh, and I feel like once I get, uh, once I start back doing that, you know, the sky's the limit. Montreal, I asked Coach Billy Napier about you a couple of weeks ago, uh, and something we've seen this year is you you being used as a lead blocker, and whether that be you know on a pass play or you as a as a lead blocker in a run play as well. How did that come about? Was that something that maybe has even been in the playbook since your days back at Louisiana, or maybe even last year at Florida? Was it something new Billy Napier put in the offense this year? Uh, how did that come about? Because man, you're you're pretty good at it. <laughs> we're gonna give you a lot of credit right there from something we didn't get to see you do a whole lot of, and now you know we haven't seen it the last couple of weeks, maybe as we did you know a, a few weeks ago. But how did that come about? And kind of what is your mindset as being being that lead blocker? Uh, it came about as like you know he just he kind of just threw the play in there. Uh, I think we we always had it in since last year, but we just never called it for real. Uh, but he just threw the play in there. He just wanted to see like in practice, he wanted to see how it work out, and you know, and as you can see, it worked out pretty good. Like every time I go out there to block, I just you know I just want to do the best I can do for my guys, and make sure my guys got an open hole, to make sure they can you know get through. Because I know if I if I'm running the ball, you know I want a clear hole, so you know it it works vice versa. And that's, that's my way of thinking going into it. And Montreal, part of blocking too is pass blocking. You you briefly brought that up just a second ago. And look, we've seen this offensive line, you know, struggle at times this year. Has there been more of an emphasis this year for you to to help out there and, and putting it in the game plan for you to help that offensive line get some uh get some key blocks? Oh yeah, it, it's been more of an emphasis for me, you know, just to, to get those chip blocks, those you know, the those little the, those little chip blocks to help the O line just out a little bit, you know. Uh, you know, every, everyone needs it, and I feel like uh, our running back coach, Coach Luke, has also emphasized that for us to also do. And I feel like I'm still working on that as well. And as the team progresses, you know, the, the, this season, we've got three games left. You know, what what progress? You know, I know the record isn't where, you know, a lot of the fan base wants it right now, and I'm for sure where you guys want it right now. But what is, you know, maybe some marks of progress besides the win-loss record that you're seeing with this team? Some progress I've seen, I'm seeing with this team is that we're going out there playing our hearts out. No matter no matter the score, no matter, you know, how many mistakes we make, we're going out there and, and landing on the line. And that's what I really respect about this team. And, you know, I, I don't wish to be on any other team because I feel like we are, we go out there and play hard every Saturday, no matter what anybody else says, you know what I mean? And I, I really I like that about this team. Good deal. And, hey, look, part of that, we, we, we have seen a lot of young players uh, emerge. And, hey, look, you did it at Louisiana as a freshman. Uh, Billy Napier put you in, trusted you as a freshman. We saw it with ETN last year. And we see it, look, we see it with Trey this this year, Arliss as a redshirt freshman this year. Now, what is it like being a young player under Billy Napier and you guys getting the, the playing time? Like, how hard is it to earn playing time as a true freshman and going there and proving to the head coach that you deserve those snaps? Once you once you prove to the head coach that you you know deserve to go out there and play, uh, deserve to go out there and showcase your ability on Saturdays, it's it's a confidence booster. Uh, I know for sure. Like when uh, my first game at, at Louisiana, I didn't think I was gonna play at all. But when I got out there, I just, I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm out here. I gotta do something. You know what I mean? I gotta do something. And I feel like that's the same mentality with those guys with Trey, uh, like you said, Arliss. And I feel like it's, it's the same thing with those guys. They they feel like they gotta go out there and make a play and and don't let us down. 
Montre, what is it like seeing Trey Wilson go out there and, and do the things he does? I mean, I know we heard about it all uh, off season, and now we've gotten to see it. You know, game by game, it seems like he, he's part of the the game plan more. Uh, is have we? Is it still just scratching the surface of some of the things that he can do? Most definitely, I feel like he hasn't reached his full full potential yet. Uh, there, there's most definitely more to come from him. I feel like uh, once he gets, you know, more experience, more playing time, start getting the ball more, you know, the sky is the limit for Trey. Macho Johnson joining us right here on Gators Breakdown. And Macho, let's go to you as a, as a leader. D- does it come naturally to you? And I just talked about you playing as a true freshman uh, back at Louisiana for Billy Napier. But, hey, kind of last year you kind of had to be a leader in some ways because you knew what Billy Napier would kind of expect from a football team. And you transferred with him from Louisiana. Uh, so, you know, so mm-hmm. last year you had to, you know, help ETN a, a little bit as well. But now – Trayon Webb comes in, and you know, do you have a lot more experience being a leader? And you know, did, did it come naturally for you? I would say, I, I say no. It, it didn't come natural for me. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a quiet guy. I don't, I don't really talk a lot. Uh, you know, in, in the team presence, I like to just stay to myself, stay quiet. But I, I will always lead by example. I like to just, I feel like actions are louder than words. And so, like this offseason, I have been working on just, you know, speaking more, like speaking to the team, just being more vocal. And, you know, I'm always going to talk to the running back, you know, just make sure they they good. But just talking to the team or just make sure, you know, they they respect where my mind's at and stuff like that. And that's what I've been working on from a leadership standpoint. All right. So I got I got to ask. Um, saw him this weekend a bit. We've been waiting for quite a while now. And those Gators in those black jerseys. What was your thought on the black jerseys? I just, I was the whole game. I'm just like, man, we we look good. Like, <laughs> I know it's, it's been a long time coming for the, the Gator community just to see uh just to see those those black jerseys, and I feel like everyone everyone enjoyed them, uh, and I feel like the the outcome kind of took away from that. So I don't even want to talk about that. <laughs> okay, okay, I got you. I, 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 I respect that too. I respect that a lot too. Um, personally, for you, when we we're, we're talking about jerseys, hey, look, number two at Florida. Yeah, number four at Louisiana. Was there any significant to the number two uh, that you have at Florida, and maybe the number four you had back at Louisiana? No, sir. I just, I just wanted a single digit number. No, nothing really to it. Okay. Was there? So no, no, you're not a big number guy then. No, sir. Okay. <laughs> not at all. Hey, that's different, man. I, I'm, I'm glad to hear that. You know, there's, I know there's a lot of, a lot of players out there who have that number that they absolutely have to have. And uh, uh, there you go. You just want, you just want to play football, man. <laughs> Fact. Um, fact. <laughs> there we go. Hey, pre-game routine. Is there anything that you have to do pre-game to get ready for a game? And look, I know speaking of the black jerseys and stuff, we saw that nice picture of you and ETN kind of jump manning before the game. Um, <laughs> do you, is that part of a routine? Uh, do you have a locker room routine that you know that just has to happen on game day? My locker room routine. Uh, I like no no matter if it's home or away. I like to go out there. And just uh get some some bicep triceps, and I like to go work out, uh, do my stretches, you know, just play my music, get my mind right for the game, and just really just you know warm up warm up before I go out there, stuff like that. That's really that's really it. Is there any uh, go to songs that's on the playlist? Like, is it the same song every game, or you just let it play? It's the same songs every day, every, every game. That's crazy. Uh, I like to play. Shine by Meek Mill, and it's it's this one song by Future. I forgot what it's called though, but it was it was they was playing it in the uh, 
in a Creed movie. I forgot what it's called. Okay. Okay. Sounds good. Sounds good. So what, one more Jersey question. Cause I ask all the players this Billy Napier is going to let you, he's going to let Montreal Johnson. He's going to, he's going to let you pick the uniform combination for, for a game this year. You could choose from. I've been, I've been waiting on this question. Okay, there we go. All right, so orange helmet, blue helmet, white helmet. You got any all any of those colors on the jersey combination as well? What's Montreal Johnson picking? Hmm. I was thinking. Hit me up. I'm, I'm gonna go game for game right now. I'm go game for game. Oh, okay, okay. For LSU, I was thinking all blue, blue jersey, blue pants, black helmet, black cleats for that game. So, oh, black helmet with blue jersey. Yes, sir. Oh, okay. I've I seen, I seen the coach do it, so I'm like, it, it might look good <laughs> in our colors. <laughs> so, what else? Uh, i go to SSU. FSU. I'll say, I like the black. I like the black. Uh, I'll say, black helmets, orange jerseys. Uh, I feel like I got to go orange pants. Orange pants and black cleats. I feel like I got to stick with that. Man, now we going. Now we now we going to Missouri. Now we going to Missouri. Away yep. game. Away game. Let me think. Now we going. We going all white. White helmets. White white jersey. White pants. White because we going all white. Just ice it up. Montreal. That's my favorite look, man. I wish we would wear it more. You got to talk Napier into it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, hey, what's this? Th- I mean, I'm sure he doesn't want you guys worrying about jerseys and all that kind of stuff. Is that kind of the message? You know, he he puts that. He puts that jersey combination out way before the season even starts. Yeah, he does. So I, I just think he wants to go out there and play football. To be yeah. honest, he he tried to keep the worries to a minimum. Hey, I, 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 no no issue there, no issue there, man. Uh, all right, Montrose, we finish up right here, man. Hey, any, anything you want to throw out there to Gator Nation? You know, as this uh, you know three man, football season flies by. It, it goes by way too fast. Anything you want to you know, say out there, Gator Nation, with three games remaining in the season? I just want to say I, I thank y'all for y'all support throughout the season. Uh, I wish I could have played better this season. We have three more games. I I'm going to do what I can for y'all, and that, that's all. That's the only message I got. Sounds good. Sounds good. Thanks to Florida Victorious right here, Montreal Johnson joining us right here on Gators Breakdown. Hey, Montreal, thank you so much, man. Thank you so much, Dave. One more big thanks to Shane Matthews and Montreal Johnson joining us right here on Gators Breakdown, and that'll do it for this episode. So a big thanks to you as well for checking us out right here on Gators Breakdown.